Welcome to Reclaim Your Power, Inspiration and Reflections for Before, During and After Childbirth, a podcast about birth, getting in touch with our bodies and talking about things that aren't often discussed or that you may not find in mainstream sources of information, a podcast to transform the way you plan for and approach birth, moving from fear and uncertainty to empowerment and inspiration. My name is Fungisai, which means to remind, and that's what I aim to do here. Remind you that the power lies within you and that it all starts with you. Love your body, love yourself. So you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with pregnancy and birth? Why is she bringing up this topic? As I've said earlier, my podcast will reflect on topics that are probably not covered by most conventional sources of information about pregnancy and birth, and I think this is one of them. When we fall pregnant, we often focus on the baby growing inside us. We read about how the baby is developing and what we should be doing to keep our baby healthy. And once our baby is born, they get our undivided attention, which of course is natural because they're so small, totally dependent and totally adorable. But what about us? What about you, the one carrying the baby, the one giving birth to the baby and the one caring for and nurturing the baby. Do you matter? Today, I want to reflect on how we see our pregnant bodies, how we feel about them, and how we nurture them, and how this can have an impact on how we experience the sacred time, and also on our birth experience. In the last episode, I talked about fear and how we focus on getting through the birth, as if it's something to be endured and we only look forward to the end product, the emergence of the baby, and looking forward to holding our baby. While there is nothing wrong with looking forward to holding your baby, it's also important to take time to enjoy the process of pregnancy and to nurture yourself during that process. Focusing only on the end goal means we miss out on this really precious time and on being with our body and our developing baby in a special way. Now, I appreciate that for many women, pregnancy is not a fun time due to morning sickness, which for most of us lasts all day, so it should be called 24-hour sickness. And for some people, this can last well into the second trimester or even throughout the whole pregnancy. So it's fair enough that they just want the baby out. But for most of us, the sickness, in whatever form it takes, which can range from Mild nausea to throwing up copiously usually lasts until about 12 to 13 weeks or maybe 16 if you're a bit unlucky and then magically disappears and we feel reborn. What comes then is that wonderful trimester when a lot happens. Your pregnancy starts to show. You feel the first flutters of your baby's movements. You have lots of energy. Your skin glows and generally you look and feel good. This goes by all too quickly and suddenly you become quite big and as the third trimester develops, you're not so comfortable anymore. You begin to walk with a bit of a waddle. You forget what your feet look like. Your nose expands. You find it difficult to find a comfortable sleeping position and you start counting down to when you can get your body back. Now many of us who've been through pregnancy have been through these phases and we've all dealt with them differently. And I'd like to share and reflect on my experiences with you. 
People are often shocked when I tell them that I loved being pregnant and that I love my pregnant body. What? That's so weird. So often I have heard pregnant women talking about how fat they are and how they feel so ugly when pregnant. This makes me so sad because usually these are women who are not particularly overweight but who are just pregnant. I look at them and only see how beautiful they are. To be honest, every time I see a pregnant woman, I smile because all I think is, wow, you are so blessed. And now that I'm past that stage, I often feel a twinge of envy that I'm not going to experience that again. Now, I'm not minimizing the aches, pains and anxieties we all experience. And some women have more challenges with their bodies than others. Or sometimes the difficulties and challenges we face are related to our relationships and these things have a significant impact on us. As I mentioned in episode one, my first pregnancy was not planned and being from a culture that does not approve of pregnancy outside of marriage, I went through an emotionally difficult time. But I chose to keep my baby and as he grew inside my body, I was so amazed and felt so much love and so much protectiveness towards this life that was growing in me. Despite all the other stuff that was going on around me, this brought me joy. Now, I can't say at this stage of my life I loved myself or even knew what this meant, but I did take care of myself in the best way I knew how to at that time. My second pregnancy was in happier circumstances, but physically I had more challenges. At around 12, 14 weeks, I developed pelvic girdle pain, or for those in Norway, beckon loosening, where basically the ligaments in your pelvic area soften due to the pregnancy hormones, which results in looseness in your joints in that area and pain and discomfort. This condition made movement slow and difficult, and I gained a lot of weight. But even though I became quite big, ungainly, slow-moving, and found it hard to be comfortable when sitting, standing, or lying down, generally I wasn't comfortable all the time, especially once I was in my third trimester, I still loved my pregnant body. Why? Because I was doing this amazing thing, growing a baby. I'm constantly awed by what the female body can do, which is why I say we need to look at the process. We need to admire and celebrate ourselves and say, wow, you're incredible. Growing a baby is no small feat. Your body works so hard. You have a person forming inside you, growing fingers, toes, heart, lungs, brain, and so on. You have this unique connection with this person that only you can have at this time. Celebrate that. Nurture yourself. Give yourself credit. This is what I mean when I say love yourself. When you look in the mirror, instead of seeing someone with a fat face and whose nose has expanded tenfold, look at yourself and see the glow of womanhood, motherhood, and embrace the privilege that we women have. We put so much pressure on ourselves and we let others put pressure on us to be perfect, to be able to do everything that we were doing before we became pregnant, to prove that being pregnant doesn't change anything. But of course it does. And acknowledging that is loving ourselves. Acknowledging that I'm not feeling well today. I feel nauseous. I'm exhausted. My body is working hard, making this baby so I'll call in sick. If you're in a position to do so, I realize that in some contexts, this isn't possible. And if you have to go to work, take it easy on yourself. Move a little slower 
Take a longer break if you can. Ask a colleague for support. Come home and lie on the couch and have a nap. That's okay. It's allowed. It's necessary self-care. If we take what we need, then those around us will give us what we need. If we act like superwoman, then that's what others will expect of us. This is not weakness, and this is where we get confused. Your body is working full time. It's working hard to grow another human being, to keep them fed and healthy, so you're entitled to slow down when you need to. It's okay. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. When I was pregnant with my daughter, our ch- our third ch- my third child, I was concerned that I would have the same pelvic girdle pain that I had with our son and that it would be worse as I was now in my early 40s or a geriatric mother, as the doctors like to call us. I was pretty healthy, but I decided to do some research to see what I could do to help myself. I found a book called The Gentle Birth Method by Gauri Motha, a world-renowned childbirth pioneer and holistic obstetrician. Now, at this point, I was a doula, so I knew about the idea or concept of gentle birth, but I still learned something new. She explained that what we eat can have an effect on our bodies and our birth experience. I learned that our diet can cause us to retain water in our bodies and that during pregnancy, we hold onto this water even more and that this can exacerbate conditions like pelvic girdle pain. This excess water in our bodies, along with our sedentary lifestyles, can also lead to more difficulties during childbirth because the pelvic area becomes congested, interfering with the dilation and opening of the cervix and the birth canal. I'm getting a bit technical here. Anyway, this was a complete revelation to me, and I remembered how much water I had retained in my second pregnancy with swollen fingers and feet during most of my third trimester. And now I realized there was a way I could avoid this. It wasn't necessarily the norm I had believed to retain so much water. This is what I'm talking about when I say we need to empower ourselves, do some research and inform ourselves. The midwives and doctors never told me about this, and I don't know if they even know this, and of course, they don't have the time to tell us everything that we need to know, so we need to go out and find information ourselves. So in her book, Gauri Motha suggests dietary changes and reflexology to keep the body working well and keep excess water from accumulating. I didn't do everything she suggested. She suggests quite a lot. But I cut almost all sugar out of my diet, except for a teaspoon of honey in my morning tea. I ate only gluten-free foods. And in the last six weeks of my pregnancy, I drank raspberry leaf tea. This should only be drunk towards the end of the pregnancy as it helps to tone the uterus and produce more efficient contractions. I also had monthly reflexology sessions with an amazing reflexologist. So why am I sharing this experience? As I said earlier, it's only now when I look back that I realize that I took care of myself. And by doing that, I practiced self-love. And what was the result? I didn't put on excess weight. I felt the loosening of my joints at about 12 weeks earlier than in my previous pregnancy. But once I started having regular reflexology at about 13 weeks, The loosening stopped, so I was strong and healthy and active throughout my pregnancy. The birth of our daughter was extremely efficient with powerful contractions and she was born after only two hours of active birth. A bit too fast for my liking as I barely had time to breathe between contractions. But this is an example of how I express love for myself 
and my body by taking care of myself and my needs. During the whole pregnancy, once the nausea had passed, a bit later this time around week 14, I felt great and I loved my pregnant body. During pregnancy is the only time I have felt unselfconscious about my body and carried my body with pride. I know it sounds easy to say we should love ourselves and love our bodies, and this should not only relate to pregnancy, but if we look at our pregnant bodies for what they are and how they are in the process of creating or building a new life as something incredible and miraculous, then we will treat our bodies and ourselves with the respect and reverence that we deserve. We will honour ourselves and take the time and energy to find out what is best for us, what is best for our bodies, and how we can care for ourselves so that we can have the best pregnancy and birth experience possible. Remember, the best you can have doesn't mean it will be perfect. I'm not asking you to have unrealistic expectations, but to aim for what is good enough and you will appreciate that you have made the extra effort and taken good care of yourself, that you have taken control instead of being controlled by circumstances. There is so much good information out there. Take time to explore and research. Honour yourself and the sacred process you are going through. Now I want to share a poem that I wrote earlier this year that was not written with pregnant women in mind, but with women in general in mind and that I hope may inspire and encourage. It's called Woman. You pluck, shave, scrape, inject, bleach. You add, subtract, binge, purge. Your lips are too thin, too thick. Your bottom too flat, too wide, too big. You must exercise, sculpt that body, be perfect. Perfect for whom? Perfect enough? When will that be? Whose vision of perfection? Your mother? Your lover? Your friends? The media? Then what? When you are perfect, then what? Will you look in the mirror and find joy, or will there always be a blemish? Something else to remove, add, pluck, shave, bleach. Let me whisper in your ear. Come closer, a little closer. Yes, you are perfect. Now, you were perfect yesterday. You were born perfect. Look within you and see your soul, that innermost part of you. Look within and wonder, because yes, perfection resides within. And when you see that, your eyes will truly open and you will see, see that the person in the mirror is who she was meant to be. You will stop striving and know the peace and joy of self-acceptance, because you are already perfect as you are. My next episode is titled, Am I Allowed? And I'll talk about your rights during pregnancy and especially during birth. I hope you will join me. Thank you for being here, for listening. This is Fungisai, reminding you to reclaim your power. Music